Today's healthcare can be confusing, frustrating, and at times downright scary. Here to help with clearing up the confusion, putting an end to the frustration, and making it a lot less scary. From Los Angeles are your hosts, Eric and Roy, on the Informed Patient Radio Show. Welcome to the Informed Patient Radio Show, and we are your hosts, Eric and Roy. This is the show where we share valuable information that can help educate, inform, and empower anyone to better navigate the healthcare system. On today's show, we have a special guest, Sabrina Kirkland from the Sabrina Kirkland Acupuncture Center. Sabrina has been a practicing acupuncturist since year 2006 in Westlake Village. So I'd like to welcome Sabrina to the show. Hello, Eric. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thank you for coming in. So we like to ask our guests some simple things in the beginning, like where are you from and what interested you in you know, your profession and how you got started? So if you can just kind of fill us in with your background a little bit. Um, I've been living in Westlake since 1972. I have a mom who was a Western medical nurse. My father was raised Christian science. And in growing up, it was pretty interesting because um, I, I've always was the in-between the two. I had mm-hmm. a grandmother who would uh, make teas, and yet uh, my father would never take medication when he was feeling sick. Oh. I'm literally the, the person between my parents. Um, mm-hmm. I do holistic health care. Okay. That's, so what, what, what sparked your interest in acupuncture? Oh, that's a funny story. <laughs> okay. Back in the day, for 13 years, I sold semiconductors and oh. was out of corporate America. When, when the message happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. And in between um, jobs, I met this woman, Irma, and she helped me to um, grow in my spiritual path. Okay. Um, no problem. So your spiritual path. So when, when was this? This was probably about 2001. Uh, okay. She, she was a practicing acupuncturist, and oh, I, okay. I did her books. And right. then after um, messing up her books for like about three months, she basically <laughs> said, you know, <laughs> you, you can no longer do my books, but I suggest you go to school. So I think that's kind of funny. And the fact that I did not have acupuncture prior to going to school, mm-hmm. loved it. And when I did go to school, I fell in love with the herbal aspect, making herbs and making, you know, oh, the yeah. herbal teas that, you know, sure. smell, smell up the house, stain everything. Um, not until I got out of school did I really understand how powerful the the acupuncture aspect of it is. Right. So um, she so she maybe saw yeah she evidently she saw that you're you're going to be better as a acupuncturist. Yeah. And perhaps. she probably saw that you had that you know uh, that ability about you and just needs to be honed and skilled through formal education. Yes. Where'd you go to school? Yosan University in Santa Monica, um, in Venice Beach. In Venice Beach. Yeah, it's actually in Venice Beach. Because I think. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember where I saw I saw a sign outside one of the buildings that was at one time I think with that school, but there's a few around here in Southern California. Yes, there is. And a couple like I think there's Emperors in Emperor's, in Santa Monica. In Mon- yeah, that's in Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah, they look nice. So if you can kind of walk us and the audience through what the what the education is like, like how how uh, for how many years and what do you learn and you know what what. Uh, what was really unique about the school or your training? The Yosan University is mm-hmm. is based more so on activating chi, and we would take chi classes and learn a lot about the aspect of chi, which is energy, vital force, etc. Right. Um, the first two years, basically, it's a four year program. The mm-hmm. first two years, you you take classes from physics to biology, microbiology. You learn all the Western aspects, right? And then the last two years, you're pretty much taught to forget all about that and learn how the Chinese meridians work. So it's it's very funny because you're you're brought in to learn 
the Western aspect. And then towards the end, you're really taught how we are one body, not part of a body, um, mm-hmm. and using the Chinese meridians. And what really stuck out for you in school that you really enjoyed or were really intrigued with? Gosh, it's it was a completely different mindset. Um, mm-hmm. we, we are all spiritual beings first, humans second, and using these meridian pathways to make energy move and, right. and to fix anything from physical pain, emotional pain, from digestion to um, headaches and migraines, um, spiritual journeys, um, anxiety, depression. It, it treats the whole body. So right. I think it's it's interesting the fact that an acupuncturist is every single doctor. It is a psychologist. It is a um, Western medical doctor. It's a um, it, it's we we cover it all. And right. does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm very interested. In, I know that acupuncture from my training. I remember that uh, acupuncture was brought over, the awareness was brought over, I believe, from somebody on the Nixon administration, because when they went over to, I believe, China, I, uh, one of the members was complaining, I, I'm going to guess it, I think it was like back pain or something, and saw a Chinese medicine practitioner, and they did needling. And they said, what is this called? And said, acupuncture. Well, came back and made and said, hey, you know, this acupuncture stuff really helped me. And so, but he used the word acupuncture. So what I think... Um, uh, what I think is very interesting is that the word acupuncture is it's it all you know the the um, needling the acupuncture uh, all be, all of a sudden became the title of the practitioner, and maybe you can let us know that or our audience know that it's not just acupuncture you do you Correct. do other things so um, I think that's just a more of a dubbed name. But okay. you guys have a, a true name Absolutely. that you guys – Yeah. So maybe you can kind of clear up that for our audience a little bit. Okay. Yeah. It's it's Acupuncture falls under the category of traditional Chinese medicine. And traditional right. Chinese medicine is basically one of diff- many different forms of Asian medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, TCM, as it's called in short, deals with different organ systems. And yes, acupuncture. But with those organ systems, there's other ways to – um, bring chi or energy in and also pull it out, which would be pain. Right. Moxibustion is one thing that I love to do. Moxa is um, in the form of mugwort, which is an herb. It's a heating um, uh, modality. Uh, right. And depending on where you do moxa, you raise the energy, you nourish the body. Mm-hmm. Um, it's absolutely fabulous for anybody who may be having fertility issues, um, circulation issues, digestion issues. It brings that nourishment element into the body. The other... Um, modality that I love to do is called cupping. Mm-hmm. Cupping is using these upside down, what looks like fish bowls. You place them on the back and you move energy. You're also pulling out energy. So it's more of an aggressive treatment. It's not so much you're uh, nourishing as much as it is pulling energy out. Right. So those are the two things I do um, in conjunction with acupuncture and the results are amazing. So it, it depends on the patient, obviously. Right. I have a couple of friends that went into, they went to acupuncture school. <laughs> I can't talk today. And, but one of them basically does not do any needling. He's doing more of Chinese, uh, you know, herbalism. Okay. So he's up in San Francisco and he does, he has his own little pharmacy and he dispenses and he, he talks to people and gets to know him. And then he will come up with the formulations and that's how he treats. So that is one way somebody who goes through the school can then. You know, so they don't necessarily have to be needling. Exactly. I'm sorry, I left that. that no, that's out. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and how? And so, with that, um, how much of the the Chinese herbalism do you do? You, uh, do I do? I use a, a few companies. My favorite is a company um, down in, in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's basically already it's the formulas already put together whether okay. it be in granules or in capsules right um the herbs are a whole different i mean basically it is medicine and it corresponds with those different organ systems as well like for example mm-hmm. if someone has a cold or a flu you want to use the herbs that are specific for the lung and it would be um like mint spearmint basil mm-hmm. cilantro that that um I, I can't talk today either. It's okay. But uh, it's it's each each herb has a direction, has an organ system that's attached to. It's not just a single herb, and that's the difference between um, uh, herbalism, Chinese herbal medicine versus Western. Right. It's a formula that literally, you know, you have the chief herbal component that does the main thing, and then you have the ones that support it. So generally, mm-hmm. a formula would be like four or five, up to twelve different herbals right. in this one formula. And sometimes is it isn't it true that when you're trying to treat one area of the body, sometimes the traditional Chinese medicine practitioner will treat another area of the body that has a direct correspondence to that part. Correct? Absolutely, where it's all connected, and um, yeah, absolutely. Which is really interesting because in my studies, I found out in ancient Sanskrit, where TCM, you know, does get some of its roots. It's very funny that they that about 5,000 years ago, they were looking at some of the writings. And back then, 5,000 years ago or so, they were treating congestive heart failure huh. by tonifying or treating the kidneys. Yes. Which is very sense, interesting yeah. because in the, in the modern medicine field, it's only been recently that we figured out by treating CHF, we give Lasix uh, and we try to keep the mm-hmm. urine flowing that keeps yeah. the fluid, you know, from building up or, you know, accumulating in the lungs. But 5,000 years ago, yeah. without technology like a CAT scan or modern blood analysis or even urine analysis, that they were, they knew how to treat CHF. Wow. I just thought that right there is so uh, fascinating and mysterious at the same time. And it just shows that treating one organ can have a direct effect on the actual organ that you want to help. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's fascinating. It is. Did they have to have uh, FDA approval back then? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. How are you? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, F, no, no, no FDA in the Sanskrit. Well, so. Oh, wow. So um, you, you dispense pre-made Correct, uh, yes. Herbals and everything. And I also do a lot of nutrition. Um, I believe that our food is not what it used to be. And no. so we do have to supplement with, you know, whole food supplementation. So, sure. And with the herbs and the supplements together, that's just a powerful, a powerful uh, combination. Now, in school, you had, did you have to work with the raw herbs oh, and yeah. put in and measure and oh, then put them all together? Fantastic. And- yes, yes, yes. And it would stain everything in your cabinet and it would stink <laughs> up the house for days. But boy, oh boy, did it, it worked well. It worked that's the best way to go. But the compliancy is not here. Mm-hmm. I wish it were because it would be fun to get my hands dirty with the raw herbs again, for sure. Right. Yeah. Because you can go down to Chinatown or you can go to San Francisco and the Chinatown. You can still go in those oh, yeah. little shops. They have the little wooden boxes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the guy will put it all together, ground it up for you and put it in little bags yeah. and tell you how to take it as a tea. Huh. Yeah. And I thought that was a, just it's, fascinating. Oh, yeah. The herbs are, are – it's it's mind-boggling. And now. there's tons of them. Mm-hmm. And if you look at your – any, um, I've looked at a uh, – recently I've looked at a Chinese me, um, herbal uh, book, and it was thick. And oh, I yeah. could not believe how many combinations there were, oh, yeah. how many herbs there are. They'll treat different ailments. 
when I was reading it, I, I was like almost reading Greek. It's, it's a, and it's, I was like, it blew me away. And I thought, wow, yeah. <laughs> no wonder you're, you have to really yeah. go to an intensive, you know, tra- how many years do you get out of the school do you get to do, uh, or that the trains herbs? you on the herbs? Yeah. You, you actually take a semester. I mean, you're in it the, the whole way through so all you, four years. You're you just have... entrenched. Oh, yeah. In it, huh? It's the, the knowledge and the testing on the herbs is, is pretty brutal. Pretty, uh, brutal is a good word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I now, mean, now, for your intern or did the actual hands-on for patients, did did your school have a clinic or how did, how did you get the hands-on on the patients? After the first year, you go into clinic. It's a three-year program and then you do an externship as well. An externship? An externship. We and, did. And there's a, there's a clinic that's associated with the school? Absolutely. Yes, it's a great clinic. Now, in the state of California, are you able to order or interpret any kind of Western labs or what it, are you able to dabble in that at all? There are acupuncturists that do, quite a few. I personally, I like to read basic labs. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. if your vitamin Ds are low or sure. things such as that, hormone panels, et cetera, but I, that's not my specialty. Okay, but they can do it oh, if, if they yes. do. Yes, and okay. they can actually, some acupuncturists actually are able to draw blood, not draw blood themselves, right. but request that. Okay, so they yeah. can request labs, interpret them. Yes. Okay, how about uh, any kind of radiology uh, tests. I, the, one of my friends that I was working with for a while, she worked very close with um, orthopedics and, okay. and would actually, I don't know if she would send them to get the MRIs done, but mm-hmm. hand in hand, worked really close with them. Okay. That's very interesting. I was going to ask you, Sabrina, do you um, get quite a few referrals in from physicians or uh, or what are some of the other sources that uh, you my My number one referral are my patients. Your patients. Yeah, my okay. patients refer to me. Okay. But you do get physician referrals once in a while for that. Once in a while. Absolutely. Yes. And is would that primarily be orthopedic then? Or yes, it's always like pain a, management. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, some of the hospitals now uh, in, that I've worked at, they've had acupuncturists that had uh, privileges in the hospital, mm-hmm. but mo- most of the times they were consulted for symptom management. Yes. Yeah, which I think is a, a good progression. Absolutely. It is a good progression, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the typical ailments that you treat in your clinic? It, this is um, – it it changes all the time. Um, I think right now I'm seeing a lot of lower back pain, which is very common. That's probably the number one reason people come in. Mm-hmm. A lot of digestive dis- disorders, um, perimenopause, headaches, migraines, um, stiff necks, stiff shoulders, um, anxiety, depression. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I treat quite a few. And it's interesting for me, everything will come in. I'll see a patient that I haven't seen in five years with shoulder pain, and then you know I'll get a telephone call from someone else who has shoulder pain, and then a week later I'll have two more patients, brand new patients that have shoulder pain, and then the next week it'll change to anxiety, and it's just interesting for me the flow that comes in. Um, so I seem to think there's something bigger going on, wow. but it, it's like I said earlier, um, we really cover a lot of ground. We can cover headaches, we can cover pain. Um, digestive dis- issues, perimenopause, hormone imbalance, um, okay, et cetera. That, yeah, it's so a wide a wide array of things you can do. A wide array, very much so. So, Sabrina, I was curious about the the actual needling when you're doing the acupuncture, and is that how that works for different patients for different symptoms? Is and how long the session takes, that kind of thing? Basically, the initial consultation treatment is an hour and a half. Thereafter, it's about an hour, but there are no patients that, that are the same. Um, if someone has migraine headaches, this is interesting. A migraine headache in Chinese medicine could have three or four different reasons. In Western medicine, they're given one pill for that migraine headache. So I could have 
a 17-year-old come in with migraine headaches, and it might be because she might be absolutely exhausted. I may have a gentleman mm. that comes in with migraine headaches, and his might be food allergies. I might have another gentleman that comes in with migraine headaches, and he has, you know, chaotic chi. So, I mean, what I mean by that, he's just got excess energy. Mm-hmm. So the underlining diagnosis will be different depending on the patient, and so points will differ all the time. Okay. I don't know if I answered your question. Well, pretty much. But uh, how many needles do you uh, oh, God. put in? And, and That would be and, dependent on the patient, yeah. yeah. Some, you, I was going to say, do you have – some people are obviously are uh, afraid of that kind of thing, maybe till they actually try it and realize it's not painful. I've been exposed a little bit to acupuncture. I used to work with a doc that did uh, acupuncture, and yeah. I used to help him take his needles out and stuff, but – I personally, I believe I'm very sensitive. I have, um, I have, I think my youngest patient's 10 years old. And so we use maybe six needles and I use very thin needles. We breathe. And then I have um, people who have no pain sensitivity at all. And we can use up to 40 for back pain. And definitely the gauge will be a little bit thicker. So it depends on the patient. And it also depends on their pulses and their tongue. You know, how much energy do they have? How much energy am I working with? Which will help determine, you know, how many needles, what gauge, um, how long they even stay in. Okay. And how how does that energy flow work with the the needles? Or what's a... Without a real complicated explanation of it, I guess, because it, sound, it sounds to me very, to be very complicated. Oh, but I, ha- maybe. I have an analogy for this. Okay. I love cars and I love using analogies. So if you imagine pain, let's use shoulder pain or neck pain. It's almost like a traffic jam on the 405 freeway. So what the needle does, literally, you go to different meridians or different you know, on, on ramps, off ramps. And once that needle goes in, you allow the flow. So you start pulling off these cars. Um, so by using acupuncture, you're you're... You're creating more flow and more balance. Um, that traffic jam that once had was four cars is now maybe two. If you use this electrostim, which is a, um, a machine that I use, that's like acupuncture on steroids. It's, it's like a bulldozer. It really moves pain quickly, but your constitution has to be a little bit stronger. I see. Um, but what the needles do, you put the needle in the meridian system or in the, merid- in the meridian, and you create um, movement so it's just literally like opening up the floodgates to create flow back in that initial space, which is where the pain was. Okay. So wow. um, ideally, like, and this just happened this morning, a patient will come in with shoulder pain and it's on a scale from one to 10. It could be like an eight. They can barely lift their shoulder. It's very pinpointed. It's it's the size of maybe a quarter where the most pain is. After the treatment, the area around the shoulder is a little bit achier, perhaps like the size of an orange or a piece of bread. But on a scale from one to ten, the the pain went down to like a five. So basically, you're taking it's that that analogy of the 405 freeway that traffic jam has now been separated, and so now you're creating flow. Yes, it's still achy, it's not completely gone, but you're you're opening the flow. So after another treatment, it'll go down to a two, and it might radiate a little bit longer, and eventually it'll be gone. Wow. Is, yeah. Is that huh? the? No, that helps. That opens up a lot for me yeah. to visualize, like how that's actually working. Yeah, it's so. amazing. Amazing. The medicine is amazing. And I, th- I think that brings up a good point, which you just said about the actual treatment. I think some people get disillusioned because they'll go to either a chiropractor or they'll go to an acupuncturist, and they expect that when they go there, you're going to do the needling, and they're, they're going to go home, and they're going to be pain-free. And what you just explained, that might not be the case, so <laughs> yeah. they have to understand yes. the healing process of what you're doing about moving the chi and how... Uh, at first, it might not seem like it's really "quote unquote" working, but giving you know your analogy, I think now our audience can understand the whole process now towards the healing. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And let me ask you, what kind of things do you do 
to examine the patient to determine your treatment modality preference? Um, it, it, it depends, again, on their constitution. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, the initial exam, like I said, is an hour and a half, but that includes the hour treatment. Okay. A lot of it's conversation, past history, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do palpitation. We'll do um, range of motion. Okay. Uh, a lot of palpation, you know, to see if there's heat or inflammation. Right. Um, depending on the person and their energy, you know, you, you, that really will set the tone for the treatment. Um, pulse is a big one. For example, if someone's having a lot of pain mm-hmm. on each arm, you have on the left side, you have the heart, the liver, and the kidney yang. On the right side, you have the spleen, the lung, and the kidney yin. Right. And depending on the frequency of the pulse or what it feels like, the wiry, the pulse, it's an excess pulse. The excess mm. pulse tells you pain. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so so if someone has a very wiry pulse, you know that um, they can probably withstand a little bit more needles. Oh, okay. And and um, and, and why do you look at the tongue? The tongue is, it, again, it goes back to those organ systems. It tells mm-hmm. you where the stagnation is. If you have someone who has the perfect tongue is pink with a thin white coat and sometimes a, a center crack, mm-hmm. anything that deviates from that will tell you if that person has excess or deficiency and specifically what organ system you can start working with. I've, yeah, in my, in my uh, travels, uh, I've noticed that some uh, patients will have like deep, uh, deep like, crevices, tr- yeah. like cr- trenches in their in their tongue. Yes. Well, what is that That's, indicative of? That basically tells you it's deficiency, extreme deficiency in those those organ systems. Interesting. Yeah. And so that, but can you pinpoint which organs are deficient, or is it you just kind of blanket coverage with uh, increasing their nutrition? If it's deep trenches, it's been long, long. It's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. So you know, you pretty much have to figure out from past history and and taking a, a decent intake on where that problem could have arisen from. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. Again, every patient's different, and sometimes they'll know, and sometimes they won't know. And um, now, do you see a visible, a, phys- uh, a visible physical change in the tongue after you've corrected the uh, problems? It can take months, sometimes take months. years, but, but the, the but pulse you do will, see it. Yeah, the pulse will change immediately. Okay, but the tongue takes, I would say, gosh, up to. I have one specific patient in general that I'm thinking of, and and it's starting to change now. It's been up to a year. About a year. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's you know, and the more you learn about this medicine, the more you realize you you truly don't know. It's it's the onion layer. Okay, it's incredible. Now you're practicing you're practicing in Westlake Village, correct? And is it just you there, or is it, or do you have any other practitioners with you, or what? To what? And what's the future for your your practice? Oh, this is exciting. Uh-huh. So, um, as of April first, I took over the space. And I have two practitioners that j- literally just moved in, uh, Tatiana Rubio, who specializes in uh, acupuncture, fertility, Ooh, and okay. pregnancy. Pregnancy is her specialty, as awesome. well as everything else. And then mm-hmm. I have Lindsay Irwin. Lindsay is a licensed massage therapist and rolfer. And the three of us are in the space together. And it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be an amazing year. And what do you, what's your plans for like the next five years? What do, oh, you, what do you, what do you see your practice doing? Oh, that's a big question. I haven't even thought that far. This <laughs> okay. all just happened. But I mean, we're going to really bring into Westlake Village um, a community energy. We want to start doing community acupuncture, maybe one Saturday a month, doing meditation classes, classes on juicing and nutrition, and really help to educate our community. Um, at this point in time, I'm thinking per donation, just because we want mm-hmm. everyone to experience it. Um, right. You know, again, we'll see how that goes. Outstanding. Yeah, I'm. We're, I'm really excited. This is so. Our- we'll make sure that the informed uh, patient radio show stays on top of that. Yes, and, please. And, and we will let our audience know the progression. We'll have you on 
uh, several more times. Maybe you can talk about any new developments for your practice Perfect. and stuff like that, and especially uh, other things for the community. Yes. That would be great. Well, we are about running out of time, but how do how can somebody get a hold of you or make an appointment or find out more about you? Um, I have a website. It's sabrinakirklandacupuncture.com. Okay. Um. I'm also on Facebook, Sabrina Kirkland Acupuncture on Facebook. Awesome. Eventually, once I learn how to do it, I'll be on Instagram and all those other multimedia, social media. Oh, absolutely. What's <laughs> is there now? Is there a phone number they can reach you out to oh, make an appointment yes, as well? Absolutely. It's telephone number is area code 818-378-0892. And I, that's a voicemail. And it's also my cell phone. So text messaging is ideal. Absolutely. Okay. So again, that's 818-378-0892. And the website is sabrinakirklandacupuncture.com. Perfect. And find her on Facebook too. Well, that's great. Uh, so we're going to put a link uh, to uh, you know Inform Patient Radio Show uh, to your website. And if uh, our callers call in uh, and say that if they mention the radio show, they get uh, maybe a discount? That would be great, yes. Okay. Uh, so we'll go ahead and have that listed on the website. So uh, call her today for an indu- introductory discount if you mention the show. So thank you again thank for you. for being on. It was a real treat. We thank learned you. a little bit more about thank acupuncture. You so oh, yeah, it was, it was fun. Great, great was having you here. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for this episode. Stay tuned next time where we will continue to share valuable information for you and your loved ones. Always, for more information regarding the show, our guests, and more about us, please visit informedpt.com. That's I-N-F-O-R-M-E-D-P-T.com. And like us on Facebook. We also invite you to tell your friends and family about the show. So until next time, this is Eric and Roy, and we're asking you to please take care. You have been listening to the Informed Patient Radio Show with Eric and Roy. For more information, please visit us at informedpt.com. Tune in next time for more information regarding the healthcare system and how it affects all of us.